Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have a good friend, a recent friend of mine, uh, someone that is also a fellow podcaster and a creative and social worker, Ahmed Suli. What's going on, buddy? How are you? What's going on, Daniel? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Ahmed, I'm honored to have you on the podcast uh, as a guest uh, after we connected at the Nothing Fancy comedy show headlined by the one and only Nima Naz. For sure, for sure, man. You were doing your thing that day, and then I, you approached me for a quick interview, and we had a great conversation, and we kicked off ever since. So yeah, thank 100%. you for that. No, for no, for sure. Me. No, you. I, I loved your energy from the from the moment I met you. Right, like you were just like uh, free spirited, kind of like uh, bringing in this uh, optimistic aura. You know, just happy to be there. Um, and I just love the fact that you admired my hustle because <laughs> yeah. every time I every time I turned around or like you know saw at the corner of my eye, I just saw you like you know just kind of saying this guy like this guy is always working i love it you know and uh, you, you were in there man you were in your zone so i had to make sure like you you heard that because sometimes we you know we're moving so fast and, and yeah we don't you know we, we need that feedback just to tell us that you know what you're on the right path and if i can do that for you at that moment buddy like you, you were doing a fantastic job so i can't wait to watch the recording when you put it together yeah 100 percent, bro uh just sent the first draft of the uh other episode i kind of recorded for them so i really hope that gets posted soon for you to watch uh see what my uh talent's all about in that direction but thank you again uh talk about you know giving recognition to fellow artists fellow creatives um or your fellow peers you called me you know a humble individual someone that is very genuine and someone that uh kind of knows what he wants uh with his path and you know i've heard that before but uh, it's just really refreshing to hear from someone that I've never met before in my life that, like you said, you've only known me five minutes, but you can get a good vibe from me. And and that's really what I try to exude, um, try to, you know, emulate to people, right, is with this podcast or in person, right, is, you know, I'm just like you guys, you know, I'm just trying to make it and just trying to figure out my path. And if I can help you guys, right, I admire the underdog, I admire the people that are not heard. This is the platform to kind of share your story. And this is why I created the podcast. No, fantastic. And and you're doing a great job doing that. Like it's, you know, like I said to you, sometimes we're moving so fast in, in, our, in our life and we're doing so many things that exactly. we need people to take the time to just, you know, remind us that, hey, are we on the right path? Are we getting off track? Uh, and, and again, like many of the stuff that you were doing spoke for itself, right? You were on the grind, you were hustling, uh, you were friendly, you were kind, and, and you were very humble. So that part, it only takes five minutes for, for me to see that. So, yeah. you know, everything else that comes to you, man, kudos to you, brother. Pro- appreciate so, you, Ahmed. Appreciate you. So going back to the show, you know, uh, it's amazing to see, you know, that uh, everybody comes together as a community, right? There's a mutual appreciation for comedy. You know, you and I were both there for the reasons of, you know, appreciating Nima Naz's talent. Um, but we're also there to be supportive of others' passions, right? Like your journeys, uh, as we discussed, right? So you can kind of like meet a whole array of people. And this is why I enjoy attending these shows is, you know, other than the fact that I'm with Nima Naz, I'm also the fact that I'm with uh, meeting people like yourself and uh, learning more about you really, because I had no idea uh, why you were attending the show. I didn't know if you were just a general patron. And then as you connect, uh, you start to realize you have a lot of similarities uh, and common interests. Um, which we'll discuss more on the podcast, um, you know, particularly with uh, starting a podcast show I mentioned when I introduced you, and primarily mental health, right? You're a social worker, which is amazing to me. Um, now, being an advocacy of mental health, you know, something that you do as a full-time job for the Toronto School Board, uh, I want to know why is mental health such an important subject matter for you? Mm, wow, that's a very good question. Uh, so my, my title is a child youth worker. 
Okay. Which is uh, so, um, which is also like a branch of the social work, uh, and our main focus is working with children and uh, and people with special needs, uh, and um, including mental health, uh, as well as children with autism, uh, developmental disabilities, and the bracket is pretty big. Right. Um, so, uh, so your question was why mental health is very important, and and over the years I've come to to understand that like, without the the healthy mindset for you to carry your regular day, right? You're, you're very stagnant. You're stuck. Yeah. Right? You can't move forward. Um, and, and I think many times we've, we've um, generalized mental health to being, you know, um, just actually doing arts and crafts and, and, and going out on an outing. And, and I think mental health is bigger than that over the years what I've learned. And mental health is just the, you taking five minutes of your time to check in on me while I was just spending my time so with true. my friend and just coming in and just lifting me up and saying, you know what? Hey, Ahmed, I want to give you this platform. Let's go together. That little bit of addition to my mental health had huge impact on my lifestyle. So mental health, why is it important? Is honestly, without that positive mental healthy mindset, we are stuck. We are stagnant. All right. It doesn't matter what you do. Um, for example, what I always tell my students and my staff is that you, you're human first before you're a student, before you're a teacher. If that human part is struggling, it doesn't matter what you do as a teacher or as a student. It's just you just being a dead horse. Yeah. You're, if you're a struggling human being, you can't be good at, at your job as a, um, as a, as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. um, as a content maker. It does not matter. That human part has to be in check. So mental health, honestly, is just keeping that human part in check. And if that part is in check, everything else that can come that comes after that is fulfilling and you can live a healthy lifestyle. So, and the, some of the things that I do to promote um, mental health at the, in my line of work is honestly just providing a space for people to come in through the door and have a seat and have a tea and we just talk. Yeah. And everything else that comes after that is a bonus. But if you can come through the door and just sit down with me, that's a big start to your mental health into a positive end. And the rest is just a bonus. Yeah, no, for sure. That was well said, right? And, and like you said, mental health is not just about, uh, you know, figuring it out, uh, the path as an artist and, you know, uh, kind of having clarity, um, in order to pursue your passions, it's really being comfortable, um, and confident with who you are when you're by yourself, you know, like, how are you when you don't have the distractions, right? The luxuries of, uh, you know, materialism or, you know, friends, family, vanity, things like that. Like, how are you truly when you're by yourself and the pandemic, we've seen a lot of this, right. It's kind of like people were forced to be confined to a room. I was as well. Like I was always naturally, um, growing up like really well on my own like I didn't really need much interaction um I enjoyed solitude but as you get older I guess things change especially with my career I realized oh I enjoy like going out I enjoy talking to people so what I'm saying is the pandemic uh kind of brought me back to that uh mind mindset and it kind of forced me to I don't know get in touch with who I was as a child you know like kind of find that curiosity again you know like discover new hobbies which i discovered through my artworks and this podcast for instance um and i think it's so important like you said is to have that realization that if you're not comfortable with who you are you won't excel in other areas of your life because that's something that why i think i was uh you know struggling uh for many years with pursuing this passion is uh, other than the fact that not knowing where to start i really really wasn't happy with myself and there was a lot of changes i had to make in my life toxic relationships and friendships um, you know, careers that weren't fulfilling me, that weren't uh, serving me. Um, so yeah, that's very important what you said, Ahmed. And I was going to ask you, like, you know, how you leverage your employment, or how you use your employment to leverage your uh, 
advocacy for mental health. And you said it right there, you're allowing that space for students uh, to discuss their problems. That's something that I've always, you know, kind of mentioned to people. That's why, again, I do this podcast is you'd be surprised when you bring up mental health, there are people that cope differently, but there are people that have different traumas, right? Um, that things that trigger them, um, things that they went through that you wouldn't really know otherwise, if you look right. at their social media. No, like 100%. Um, to, to me, one of the things that really frustrates me just in general, just working in, in, in this line of field, or just mm -hmm. working with people is that we tend to always focus on the person's title, but not on the humanity part. We right. just focus on the title, right? Yeah. So my, uh, for example, my the student's title is a student. That's his title. Yeah. But behind that student is a human being, right? So behind that human being, for example, do you have breakfast this morning before you came to class? Do you have a good night's sleep? Do you have a rough night, which is not a good night? So all of those things matter because when that person is coming into that building at 8 o'clock, you have to understand the humanity is coming in with. And if that part is not checked, it doesn't matter what we do from 8 to 3. We're just running around in a circle. Right? Yeah. And that's how you get the behaviors. That's how you get the frustration. That's how you get the student who's not learning. And, and eventually over time, he's going to lose his interest and he doesn't want to be in that environment. You guys don't want him there. It gets frustrating, yeah. gets toxic and, and, and is unhealthy in both ways. However, if you always keep that human part in check before you think about the title, trust me, it will make a huge difference because you're going straight into the human being. That part is in check. Then you can go into the title. And same thing goes for a teacher, for a doctor, for a bus driver, for a taxi driver, your Uber driver. Um, that humanity part of it is not in check. It does not matter what we do with our titles. We're just stuck. Yeah, no, that was that was a good point, man. It's it's we get so caught up in the society. That's what I meant by the vanity, right? Is we like to label things, categorize them. It's just easier for us to conceptualize. But the reality is, is everyone has a different context. Um, yeah. We're more complex than you think. And you said it beautifully. It's like this this child may not be doing well in school, but let's dig deeper. Like, why is he not doing well? You know, what I mean? like where is he coming from? Um, right. and if he, and if he's actively not doing well, because he's choosing not to do well, maybe because that's a sign, an indication of a different form of intelligence or a different right. passion that hasn't right. been channeled yet. Right. It's like, right. that's why so many people like have dropped out. Um, that's why there's all these stories of even celebrities, right. That have said, if I've gotten the care or attention from my teachers, I might've actually stayed yeah. in school. I know Tarantino, my hero said that he dropped out of grade six, but he said, it's not that I hated school. Like I enjoyed learning. I just didn't like uh, the people that were administering it, right? There's a lot of condescension. So someone like yourself, that kind of breaks all that and says, no, I'm just talking to you like a friend, you know? Like, I want to know, like, what's going on in your life? Like, I kind of, I, I, I kind of get touched by this, like, emotional, because I'm saying to myself, fuck, I wish I had someone like you Dude, <laughs> in, in many times in me, high man. school, man. Yeah. It's, it's why yeah. I got into this, because I also had, like, some, you know, my, my experiences with adults that I wish could have done things differently, right? Of course. And I'm telling you, it, 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 you would see if you go ahead straight for, if you go right off the back from the morning, straight for the humanity, forget that part of the student for like a half an hour, just going as a human, trust me, you'll see the difference Yeah. in that person. Uh, and, and, and they will, they will come back. I believe it, man. They'll come and they'll come back because yeah. they, they have that comp, they confide in you, right? Like they have that trust with right. you and that's, that's what's important. Right. Uh, and a lot of people, let's be honest, it's a gift. And I could tell right away, like you have that gift that people open up. Uh, there are times even myself, like people will just say their inner deepest thoughts and I'll be yeah. like, how did that happen? And I realize I think it's just I give them that natural uh, comfortability. Um, so those are things to, to be prideful of for sure. Dude, don't uh, lose that, man. Keep adding you. on that. Thank that's you. The, I appreciate it. You, the quality as, as a human being, what makes you who you are. Don't ever lose that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. No, honestly, I, I uh, the more, I, you know, when you're younger, you're 
you know, no, who really like uh, elevates you in those, those, those qualities, right? Like people don't really in high school, like think about those things, but when you get older, you realize like how much of a superpower that is that you make people feel comfortable and make people feel themselves. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's something that, uh, yeah, we, we both, we both share, man. So really happy we connected on that. I want to get back to like, you know, this whole thing about sure. uh, providing perspective and um, understanding, you know, the student that walks into that door. Right. Uh, these conversations you have with them, what do you find is the biggest challenges uh, these people face or encounter when trying to prevent or overcome stress, anxiety, depression? Ooh, that's a very good question. So are you talking about in terms of the students? Yeah, like what do you notice like a pattern maybe? Like is, there, is, is it the school board? Is it the way parents no. are teaching their children? Man, so it's, it's a, that's a very good question because I think it's a, it's a mix of a couple of things. Right. Um, one, especially the last two years, the, the, the child that week that comes to school is completely different than the child that used to go to school two years ago. COVID right. has kind of uh, made a lot of changes. Uh, so I'll give you a scenario. So imagine if you started kindergarten, oh, sorry, if you started grade three, two years ago, right? Uh, before COVID, you just started off, you were in semester, you start off with your friends, you're hanging out, COVID happened, shut down online learning. Two years later, what grade are you in? You're in grade yeah. five, about to yeah. go into grade six. So you have missed out a lot of social um, skills, a lot of, um, also a lot of like academics, because remember online learning is not the same as in-person learning, right? right. Uh, on top of that, we have the addition of um, social media and online, right? So the kid who's walking into the school at eight o'clock is already coming in with a bag full of all kinds of things. Oh my God. You just imagine, right? Like right, he's, right. He's, remember, because this has made a huge change in our lives. Right? Of course. And many kids have a cell phone in their hand, right? So right. by the time he comes, at, when, he, when he arrives at eight o'clock, he's already coming in with a bag full of all kinds of other information that we have to slowly peel off like an onion baggage one really? at a time a bunch of baggage yeah and and by the time let's just say it's 10 o'clock that student maybe might be ready to learn but so the hardest the hardest challenge is that the that we as a special education system that we're right now we depend on other resources to help us sometimes complete the day right, right? whether is it whether it's online learning whether it's the internet whether it's technology uh, uh, whether it's the lockdown, the shutdown, we have we lost a lot of control, right? Yeah. So what has what has happened was that the last, especially the last two years, we've been just at a tug of war in terms of like even the behaviors have increased. Uh, however, the towards the end of this year, we're starting to see how things used to look two years ago, right? Uh, and the first time we're going to have an actual healthy. Uh, full school year is actually going to be September when we go in for the next school year, the 2022-2023. So with that being said, like the the most difficult challenge for us to really um, actually just just say get through the day or to support students is that we are balancing so many other things. And it's not like how we used to when we were in school where we're directly connected to the teacher. Right now, I can get a notification multiple notifications on my yeah. phone, which is distracting me from the lesson. I'm checking the notification. I'll come back. I've already, like the lesson's already gone to the next part and I'll have to catch up, right? Um, and, and, and then the other thing you also have, uh, you know, what, what do you say to, um, you know, to a, a young child who might be 14, 13, but has a huge social media cloud? 
Yeah. At, at the age of, right? At 13, right? Um, like over 10,000 followers. That's crazy. Yeah. Time. I can't even relate. Really, I didn't even have social media, I think, at his age. So. I, age. We didn't have it. We just missed. I graduated in 2010, so I just missed it. Oh, right? okay. So okay. Social media, right, social right, media right. era. You had to go home to connect to Wi Fi. You had to use Facebook. But so it wasn't as Facebook? prevalent, man. Like, I remember the posts. They were shitty. Right. Like, everyone had like shitty filters and like they were taking pictures of like what they ate. Like, it wasn't vanity, you know, based but how do you what do you say to a kid who has it's true, you know, yeah. 20 000, um followers are getting notifications while you're teaching a lesson yeah no Remember, it's, that's actually, I, I wouldn't even know yeah i couldn't process that he actually sure. ha- and he has to respond to some of these notifications because sometimes it could be somebody from you know that that has cloud that wants to push it could like, be business yeah business, exactly right and he, yeah and he has all the rights to answer that phone call right so wow so you should see that's what we're the, that's the where, we, where we're battling with at times right so once that's out the question and we have the, the the student, you know, in a in a focused mind state. It's just a regular student. Amazing. But you have to get rid of these layers first before yeah, you can yeah, actually get sure. to that level. What it is, you have to yeah. bridge the disconnect, right? Um, as yeah. much as like we might be similar in generations, it's uh, or, I mean closer in generations as opposed to our parents. Um, we're far along, right? Like there's as the generations you know uh, progress continue, like it's going to be more and more of a gap for us, and we need to find that kind of understanding, that common ground. Uh, that's right. why a lot of teachers when we were growing up maybe struggled with us is that they didn't really put in the effort I believe to kind of understand maybe what we were going through because we were the no. transitional generation right we we're millennials both you and I so yeah um, and you know sign people that study this like sociology have even said it like that generation will is the pivot right it's kind of like the in-between you know they grew up like the gen x's but they all they're become adults uh living in a gen z's world right so it's yeah, kind of yeah. I, i'm still wrapping my head around it because it's like people kind of you know older boomers and stuff like there was a time when you had to call someone from your house somewhere. right yeah, i remember that right like i remember that too man like i was yeah. only i was like 14 years old when i got my first phone and it was a flip phone it wasn't even a smartphone same, it wasn't until same. i was like 18 right like it's like yeah. i was there too bro like <laughs> relax like do you remember the lg chocolate 100 percent. i was just about to ask you oh, thank you for saying that, that. i got the lg that, shine stainless okay. steel yes Man, bro i was kind of bougie. We're, old. Yeah. <laughs> we're old bro we're old but i remember getting that lg i still have it too because for me as a gorgeous phone but i was so proud of that phone man i remember like paying 200 uh not 200 uh some x amount of money for like 200 texas uh just crazy different time i know data you know uh school systems like when we'd go to the library i remember trying to show someone a funny youtube video bro it was blocked School board Block. blocks you. The school board blocks right, you. Now right, I'm hearing like right. you can do anything. You can go on Instagram when you're in school, and I'm like, yo, like everything has changed. And I don't know about you. Maybe I'm romanticizing the past, but I I miss that man. Like I use social media. I'm I'm kind of like uh, you know a hypocrite in this, but I use social media to leverage my business. It's gotten me this far, right. but if I could choose another way, I would, because I don't know. There's something about you know connecting with people in person. You know, meeting people spontaneously that always kind of thrilled me right like just looking forward to to connecting with someone now it's like there it takes away some of that beauty i even find myself kind of drawn into the phone like way too much attached to it um in times when i'm watching a movie believe it or not now that doesn't happen in a movie theater because i'm in an environment that doesn't uh encourage me to do that but that's that's the hardest part for me is like i was never like that you know what i mean and like you said when you're dealing with clout i don't have ten thousand twenty thousand but I know what it's like to be receiving notifications. Hey, can you do a side job? Can you help me out with this project? Can right, you send the notes right. for this? Uh, we got a podcast in 10 minutes with Ahmed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's uh, a lot going on. 
Uh, but you can balance that as an adult. You can balance that. Yeah, as an adult. you're you right. Know when to turn that switch off. When exactly. At 13, exactly. 14. Yeah. Right? And, 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 and now it's just like, let's say finances start to come in. Right. A little different too, right? Yeah. And I kind of change it. Why do I, I'm never going to work a part-time job. Why? There you go. I know, right? They won't even you know, know right? the, the hustle, right? Black, for sure. So, and now, now think about it. Now think about what we used to do back in the day for, you know, I know kind of reminiscent on the old past, but like to get a job, you have to go build your resume, go drop it off, boom, 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 wait a right. phone call. If you get a phone call, if you don't, you could follow up life. if you don't hear from them, right? <laughs> but now if you, you don't get to do any of that, if you get to skip the stage, right? But now how does that, how does that help the mental health when let's say this young person, he's let's say at 19 and does not have the same amount of clout that he did at 14, yeah. right? And, 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 and he does not have the same type of amount of likes that he has on his phone. He doesn't get the same type of reaction that he does, right? Many of his fans are older now onto different, you know, are interested in other things. He's not the same anymore, but he has never worked a full-time job. He's never had to look for a job. Well, what does that do to that person, right? And and these are the little things that we're not seeing right now, but we might see in the next 10 years that uh, the, some of the issues that it might have on like the younger generation who, you know, who really do well in, in the social media world. But however, again, this is yeah. a new avenue of, of um, finances and the lifestyle. So I'm sure a lot of them will, be, will do well, but is that just, you know, you still got to be a kid. It's, right? it's, and, it, honestly, man, it's, it's all about adaptability, right? Like right. At the end of the day, you said it very, you said it right. It's like, as tw- someone who's 27, right. As someone like yourself, you know, in our twenties, uh, as young adults here, we understand, um, or adults, we understand the importance of shutting off. We understand, you know, balancing right. we've matured, right. It took, we, we had those formative years to kind of get to that point, um, and knowing how to handle those stresses. Um, and that's why I often connect it back to like fame, right? Like when you're, when I was a teenager, you know, you want to like prove it to everybody like, yeah, I'm going to make it. I want to like, you know, make it by 25. Like I want to be rich and fame. But then you realize like, seriously, man, as I get older, I say shit, like maybe God has a plan, man, because I don't think I'd be like mentally there. You know what I mean? Like I can see why people like go into drugs and like really destroy their lives because it's the maturity really. Like you think, I remember reading a quote from Drake. It's like, um, you know, getting to a point of success just means you have to work even harder. Um, and it's so true. Like you don't just coast once you reach the top, you actually have to work extra hard. Harder. So right. you think yeah. you're working hard now. And like, I feel like I'm working hard now. It's like, damn, like when I do get to that uh, point in my potential, um, it's even more um, demanding. But like you said, is by going through those years, by going through the ringer, you'll be um, resilient, right? You'll be ready right. for, for that opportunity. Right. So 100% agree with you on that. Uh, and thank you again for your contribution and working with these children uh, because no, they need it. Sure. They need that guidance, man. You know? And by the way, whoever said, whoever said maturity goes with age, lie to us, man. Does not go with age. Yeah, no. Maturity, you, can, you, can mature, you can be mature at 14, much more mature than someone who's 25, and you can be at 35 and starting to mature. Brother, there, right? there's so many. We, we know people what? in our past that, you right. know what I mean? Like, that are, are older or like you thought by this age, they'd be more mature and no. proven every day, man. Like it has nothing to do with that. For me, it's all about life experiences there and uh, what teaches you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- that, that's what makes you age faster. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why I think I've always been more mature amongst my peers uh, for a fact in high school, because just witnessing what went on with my family and, you know, a lot of the hardships matured me faster. Right. Um, that's why maybe I, you know, sometimes don't maybe uh, see myself, uh, blending in so much. Right. Um, right. but at the same time, I kind of look back and say like, there was a reason why, right. Um, there's advantages to everything. Right. Um, 
but nevertheless, wouldn't have it any other way. Proud of who, who got to be proud of who you become, right? For sure. For sure. So speaking of social media, right. And clout okay. uh, throughout our interaction at the no, uh, nothing fancy comedy show, we both agreed on the importance of creating content and the value it can bring to the creator as well as the audience. And as mentioned before, and evidently seen on your Instagram page, you have a podcast of your own called the Suli show, you know, as advertised uh, right here, if you're watching the video version guys. Um, so I want to know from this uh, outlet you've created, uh, what subjects are discussed on your podcast and why did you pursue this creative outlet for yourself? Well, that's a very good question. Um, so mainly my, my podcast was created to, to, to tell the stories of just average people, exceptional human beings. Mm -hmm. So for example, this morning I was in the elevator. I was with a, with a lady who was in her eighties. Okay. Uh, and, and we just had a brief conversation and right then and then I was thinking my podcast is meant for someone like her because someone like her, she might not be a celebrity. She might not be someone who's known, but she has a story to tell even if it's for See. five minutes. And, and if you think about it, how often these, a bus driver has a story to tell, the taxi driver has a story to tell you, Daniel has a story to tell. Yes. And, and, and if every individual has a story to tell so my podcast is originally created to provide a platform for people to tell their stories to share their stories in addition to that i i also one of the, the um, in line one of the parts of my podcast that i'd like to do a lot is also provide a platform for the homeless community to start having conversation with them so they can share their stories uh in the past i've worked with them a lot in my in, in my previous work um so i've been very connected with that community so it was also for an addition for people like them to share their stories and on top of that i'm a huge sports enthusiast uh, i've been playing all sports all my life uh, nice. from football soccer american football basketball and i've also used this time to create a platform for young athletes and young um uh, up and coming sports companies to so use my platform to promote their work and to promote their skills. So yeah. and and it's again it's not for for to, to charge people or anything. It's the platform for for people to share their stories and 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 if my DM anyone contacts me right off the bat, I I'm, it's open to them if they want to share their story or if they want to post something and 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 that is originally why I, I started this platform. Amazing. Yeah. And, and more evidence to why we connected, you know, all the things you described yeah. about your podcast is what I told you. Right. And I didn't even know anything yeah. about your podcast. I just kind of told you where, yeah. where uh, my intentions were with this and uh, we, we see eye to eye on it. Right. I told you, it's like, yeah. I'm not trying to look for the hunt down the verified accounts, you know, eventually, you know, that'd be great. But for now it's kind of like the up and comer, right? Like, you know, what, what's right. going on in their mind, you know, like what right. uh, makes them special, what makes them tick. Um, Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you. So yeah, you're mm -hmm. on the right track for that. I love that idea. Hopefully I'll be a guest on your show one day. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, you. yeah. And, and, and the right. thing is that like, we're so, we're, we're always, like you said, like the verified accounts that people chase, it's the, the cloud yeah, that yeah, people yeah. chase. But if you think about it, like there's a lot of stories. Like there, there's some, um, there are Canadian war vets that live in my neighborhood. That are not right, that right. Way. They have a story, right? Um, you know, the, my teacher, some of the, my, the principal that I work with, she has a story. So create, and then you never know what you're going to get, what live gem you're going to get from someone random. And that's, it has helped me in the past. I always talk to people random. Like I just walk talk, talk to you. So right. and I've always picked up gems from random people that I use in my life. So and as long I as can you put have, them behind a camera. hundred yeah. percent, yeah. man. As long as you have like a theme to it, I told you it's like, yeah. for me, you know, the verified accounts, yeah, it's great and all. And, you know, there's been opportunities or uh, times uh, when I've interacted with them, like, to try and get them on the podcast but right i genuinely like i'm only interested in people at my level or people in my community like not even my community i mean like my industry uh that are at the level of 
you know, they're, they're pursuing their passions, their dreams, because the ones at the verified level, um, I feel like their stories are already been told. I know there's always something to be discovered, but I genuinely am more curious at this stage of my life. And though the people that, um, I'm kind of like, I see at the same caliber. Right. And it's like, eventually I want it to come natural where it's like the people I work with, whether it's like the sound designer or like the set designer, right. right? They'll come on the podcast. And I think this is a great, a great platform where it's like, you know, you imagine like getting a window into like Scorsese, like his mind and like how he created a project. Right. That's how I told you. That's how I pitched it to you. Right. It's like, that's how I see it. So, uh, it's only a matter of time, right? You just got to keep consistent, keep at it. And same for you, right? It's just bringing people that you really want to talk about. You know, Joe Rogan is a huge inspiration for me on podcasts. I I enjoy speaking, hearing him and uh, Howard Stern as well. He's more radio, but you know, he is really essentially the first podcaster. Um, But what I'm saying is my satellite, I listen to Howard once in a while. There you go. Right. I like, I like his style, the way he does it, but it's it's not, not for everyone, but I like his style of interview. No, no. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. It's very different than, than Joe Rogan. They're two different people, but at the same time, I, they both have, uh, they share the same vision and that is bringing on people they actually want to talk to. You know what I mean? They're not bringing on someone that's like hot or relevant or, you know, someone recommended. They're bringing on people like, no, I really want to talk to them. And your case in point, like as much as like, I, you know, hype you up, like you're a great guy, whatever. If I didn't really want to get to know you more and like, you know, uh, discover more about you, obviously we wouldn't have this conversation, but that's the whole point of doing these podcasts. It's like, you no, I really went to the, you proved yeah. to me that what, what, the words that you say is followed by action, hundred yeah. percent. From the from the moment we met, we had this conversation. You follow up with me ever since then, and and if that's coming from me, man. Like I can't imagine how others who I don't know that know you how they feel about you. So keep. Oh up, yeah, bro. I'm so I'm so What's happy up, that man? you said that because and that's an I'm, and I'm happy that you noticed it um, because so many people, uh, especially our age, they'll say, "Yeah, we'll keep in touch. We'll keep in touch. <laughs> we'll let you know, yeah, right?" But- and it's like it's such a like I tell my buddy from day one, like the first podcast episode, I believe it's called "Showing Up" or "Keep the Dream Alive." Basically like say put your money where your mouth is like if you're gonna actually do something like do it you know what i mean like if i told you i'm gonna be on the podcast guess what in the next week or so expect a phone call you know what i mean um and that's how it should be because people you did did exactly that so thank you like i'm telling you man i'm 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 an advocate of that like i I appreciate myself so yeah no i I, we see eye to eye on that for sure so i want to know getting back to this podcast um how is the podcast you've created enriched your life and the lives of uh, the people that listen to it, have you gotten any feedback from it? Have you noticed any uh, results? Oh, huge, huge. Um, one of the, like, um, one of the earlier episodes that I did was, um, uh, it was, a, it's called the Horn of Africa, Okay. which was, so I'm, I'm from the Horn of Africa. My nationality is Somalian. And, and one of the things I've always been involved just as a growing up, like I heavily been involved in the issues that goes on in Africa and including some of the uh, things that relates to war crimes and issues in terms of that. Right. And one of the first episodes that I did was I had a good friend of mine who's a journalist uh, to come on my show. And we talked about the Horn of Africa and some of the things that happened in the last two, 9-11 and the, 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 the war on terror and how that region has been affected and the, the lives have been affected and stuff. And <clears throat> I remember after I did that episode, the feedback that I got from people, uh, not, not from North America, but actually from people from Africa. From people from the Horn, people from Ethiopia, Eritrea, Kenya, uh, in that region, and 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 actually like the, it's to me the feedback that I got from them in terms of a, it was a, the simplest way to put it was a thank you for shining a light on 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 this issue, and and to me that has like enriched me in so many ways, my soul, where I just feel so good 
afterwards where like I just want to not stop do this work I want to shine a light on more issues that's going on um so once after that moment I realized that one of the reasons one of the main ways I'm going to use my podcast is to honestly as a which is a life goal is to use this platform to shine a light on some of the issues that goes on overseas that that we don't get to see uh yeah. and 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 that includes some of the war crimes that includes some of the um uh, uh war on terror uh, yeah. and 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 how certain lives are affected that we don't get to see right um and and like for example if um you know if god forbid like if a if a child here is, is is passed away we get to hear their life story their dreams and so and so was a yeah. drunk driver he's gonna he would have been growing up to be a doctor but what does that say about a young child who similarly passed away in yemen or in yeah. africa but that would never get to hear about his dreams yeah. and his goals and if he wanted to be a doctor right uh and he was just also casualty of war and he had nothing to do with anything wow. so yeah. my 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 platform also like one of the main um uh, goal that I have is to bring bring light to people like that to tell their stories that we never get to hear and to share to share their stories and you know and and once I got that feedback it honestly enriched me where I just I, I felt so empowered to want to continue to do this work and and there's another one coming up soon so hopefully we get to I could share that soon. yeah I know 100% man uh, that's something that kind of crosses my mind every day it's like yeah. someone someone that passes away you know in Toronto or gets murdered um you know you mourn the death right by remembering their life or like uh maybe their aspirations um but you're right like (laughs) there's millions of children around the world that die of poverty hunger uh like famine i mean and uh you know violence warfare and it's it's tragic but we don't hear from them we don't really get to know their stories um but you being a voice um you know for these people uh is a really noble cause um so really appreciate you uh mentioning that and uh you know, it, it just changes the whole f- the dynamic of what a podcast is meant to be for, right? It's not just right. entertainment, right? right? It's kind of like a political right. message, you know, something that you can provide your own kind of commentary and be a voice for change, if you will, right? right. So right. amazing, man. So yeah, something that's, like I said, started local where, you know, talking to people that are in my community, where the city now has gone over overseas, where it can also impact other people that might want to voice their voice. So why not? amazing man amazing so again with social media you know we've discussed its benefits and obviously its setbacks um you've witnessed it firsthand with your students um i want to know like why must we continue to utilize social media as a means of personal artistic expression even when society increasingly deems it as toxic Hmm. well um there's no going back that's the first thing we, we, we've gone we've gone this far already so it's only uh we have to get better and yeah. get smarter with it and, and and use it in a healthy way uh but i think it's honestly it, it is a blessing more than a curse if you know how to use it right uh i think we've been conditioned to think that the, you know the the use of social media and the access how easy it is to access it it's become um something that is unhealthy which is possible too much of it is unhealthy however this is uh, a blessing in terms of the fact that I can, at this moment, as soon as I get off the show with you, I can DM a person who lives thousands of miles away, right. get in contact with them and spend next maybe hour with them on the phone. Right. Right. Sure. That is unheard of. Right. Uh, yeah. I remember the generation, my mother used to send me to the mall to get phone cards so she can call overseas. 
And she's like, scratch back. I don't know if you remember those. Oh, she's my like, God. I remember that, actually. Back. Yeah, yeah. Right? It was a big deal. It was a big, was a big to call. Deal. Even, like, my parents, like, for Italy, right? Like, for it was Italy, pricey right. as hell. Yeah. But you remember those guys that had the phone card stations and that the mall? They oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The kiosks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole setup, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need them anymore. No, I can FaceTime through WhatsApp. I can FaceTime WhatsApp, through Instagram. Yeah. Right? My, my Nana, who lives in, in, in Italy, and I don't need anything. Right? Amazing. Um, Amazing. So, yes, it, it is, it is um, and, I, and I really think, however, just like everything else, like too much of it is not good for you with, with appropriate control. Uh, and I'm also a huge uh, advocate for phones, at least until they're maybe 10. Right. Uh, huge advocate for that uh, is because you're competing with, with, with um, you're creating a huge distraction that wasn't really needed. Um, so you're and, saying we're afraid? So yeah giving phones to children until they're at least 10 years old 10 yeah for example yeah. give them a uh give them a tablet instead of a cell phone yeah you see what i mean where yeah. where where a tablet you have to depend on using wi-fi whereas a cell phone they can have data and i can use it while i'm on the bus and cross or crossing the road exactly right um and just creating little barriers to help us um live a healthier lifestyle you under uh, while using phones but besides that man i'm a strong advocate for social media Amazing. No, that's, that's, that's a, a solid point, right? It's like, there's no going back. So let's first accept that. Cause a lot of people might yeah. say like, I wish it was, you know, my parents don't right. joke around. Like I wish uh, Silicon Valley, you know, shut down and no. like, we didn't have this. It's like, no, nah, the reality is it's going to keep going. Um, it's only going to yeah. get uh, better or worse depending on how you look at it. The point being is that it's always going to be around. Uh, you got to make it work for yourself. Now, if right. it's harming yourself, like for me, I'm a big advocate, like, you know, uh, some apps, you know, sometimes they bother me or like it gets to my right. mental health. Guess what? Shut it down. Shut Indeed. the shit down. down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. exit yeah. it from my life. And I feel literally a weight off my shoulders. Now, can I expect everyone to do the same? No, but I can control myself. No. And that's something that I've kind of grown into. You know what I mean? That idea. There was a time when I was growing up where uh, I always believed like, you know, I can help and inspire. You can't help times. anyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe you like influence. Yeah, exactly. And then no. I realized on it, right? It's that even with relationships, right? In the past, it's like yeah. only you can control your decisions yeah. and how you feel about a situation. You can't yeah. make them make you feel, uh, make them feel what you feel. You know what you I mean? You can only control your actions. You can't control their reaction. Exactly, man. Exactly. And you learn yeah, that, like, true. again, talking about maturity, yeah. right? It's like, how do you teach that to yeah. a 13 year old that hasn't gone through life yet, right? It's that's maturity, that's life experiences. Right. And right. Um, you, you, you understand that. And that's why with social media, that's why I asked you that. It's like, you know, even though people deem it as toxic, you're kind of saying, no, look at, uh, choose, you choose to see what you choose to see, right? Like how you choose to react to it. And the reality is, is like, you could see Facebook, Instagram, it's harming my students. They're coming in with anxiety and depression, stress. But then you look at it as like, no, like it's an opportunity. It's a tool to connect with these people, you know, to continue the conversations with people that I love, like my family and Man. students as well. Right. Maybe I can carry yep. a conversation over to keep in touch with them that I, uh, technology in the past didn't afford me to. Right. So 100%. Great mentality, man. I love that about you. Uh, always keeping it positive. So I wanted to get into now, you know, the one thing I respect about people and the, that I actively discuss on this podcast is the notion of possessing a purpose for yourself, right? Okay. Um, and I'm consistently, you know, transparent on this podcast as to the reason I chose to become a filmmaker, and that is to inspire and enrich lives with my storytelling. Um, so upon viewing your social media presence, I feel a deeper purpose, particularly toward the youth. And as you mentioned, you are a child youth uh, social worker. Um, why are you associated um, so much with the young kind of sports programs in basketball? I've seen a lot of content related to that. Is that right, right. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's a good, good question. 
Um, one, I, I was a beneficiary of these programs as a kid, right? Like I, I benefited off from, from uh, sports, sports, sports programs, like after school pickup uh, programs, uh, rec center pickup uh, basketball matches, Saturday soccer uh, pickup matches, like a, with, that comes with a barbecue. So I've, uh, I've been a benefit of like having sports create a, a space for me where I can actually live a healthy lifestyle as a child. So I've been, um, so I've always been involved in sports from that aspect. So as I got older, I got more into coaching than, than actual being an athlete. And, uh, one, like getting older, not as quick as anymore. However, like it's, I need that transition. Um, and so I got, that's originally how I got involved with, um, with, you know, coaching in the sports and also coaching my, my school and my students. But then again, as, as time went on, I realized that there are also a lot of other uh, sports, uh, young up and coming sports, uh, like I like to call them companies, however, um, sports enthusiasts and programs that need support that, that are just getting started in terms of, hey, uh, one of them is my good friend, um, AJ Mandani, great guy, great basketball player, played all over the seats. He trains a uh, bunch of 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds who are up-and-coming basketball players from Canada. Yeah. And he created he, he create a platform where these kids can come in every Sunday and every uh, twice a week where they can come in and work on their skills. My role is not to highlight him doing that so that he can at least now get more kids to, to get this experience. So um, in, in addition to that, um, as well as highlighting individual athletes, like growing up, I was an athlete that I was with a camera I don't have, I didn't have any footage of me playing, right? And I wish I had a camera to cover some of my greatest moments and highlights. Um, so now what I'm doing is that I'm that camera for an individual who, who wants that highlight moment and, and I'll highlight them and then I'll put together footage, uh, footage for them so that they can at least showcase and when they show it to their kids and their grandkids. Um, I know many of us will have the opportunity to play sports, but many of us don't have the opportunity to play professional sports and professional sports comes in with the whole umbrella of resources and connections but the average student doesn't have it the average kid doesn't have that and if I can find out give him a space where I can do that for him and then so be it so many of my uh the past couple of months I've been doing a lot of driving to different locations different gyms different athletic centers and just with my camera and just covering them and then editing it out and posting on my Instagram so that yeah that's amazing you're giving them yeah you're yeah. giving them the space right to kind of spread their message um, and kind of like, you know, advocate the importance of sports, right? Uh, speaking about, yeah. you know, connecting with people, um, sports yeah. allows that, right? Like I wasn't too crazy yeah. about sports growing up, um, but I always kind of enjoy the commodity, right? Like the idea of being, uh, teaches you how to be a team player, right? right. Uh, socialization, right? That's something that um, seems to be dying uh, in today's age. Um, it's important to have that, those kind of communication skills. And um, yeah, using your, your social media presence to kind of leverage that. Um, I'm glad to see that you're, you're, uh, seeing success for yourself in that area. Oh, absolutely. Like it, it I'm not going to lie to you. It has really brought in a blessing to my life because right. I've been doing this, but, uh, because it's, 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 it's coming from a genuine aspect. Like I'm not here looking for any games. Like it's what I realized that, especially in the social media, when you post a message the other day, if you do genuine work and if you go there with honesty and, and good faith a lot of bonuses will come your way. And, and, and that's one thing I realized that is that I've been getting a lot of good blessings by just actually just doing this, the most simplest work and has opened yeah. our doors for me. Absolutely, buddy. Absolutely. And I want to know from you, like, so 
what is the lasting message you wish to leave behind for all those listening who struggle with their mental health and at times believe there is no way out? I like that. Um, well, the the message is honestly though that I can say that I can leave with them is just simply um, the the whole purpose of life is that it's it's to try. Right. The whole yeah. point is to not stop. I know every day it's it's never gonna get. There isn't such thing as a perfect day. There isn't such thing as a perfect world. There isn't such thing as a perfect time, perfect space. However, what you are in control of is what you can only control, and and that is to get up every day and to get on your path and to move forward. Um, as long as you're moving forward, and as long as you're moving forward and not taking back steps, you are on the right path. And trust me, everything else will fall in place. Uh, in addition to that, I I few messages I would like to leave with people is that hey. Whenever um, an opportunity comes to your door, always open it. Yeah. Don't shut it down. You never know what's behind it. Just check it out. Uh, learn to, to understand that not everyone can be helped. Some people have to be given space and let time heal. Yep. All right. Um, you, this is not a race. Everyone has their own path in life. It's running at their own speed. Cannot compete with somebody else. Just work at your own pace and keep moving. As long as you keep moving, trust me, everything else will fall in place. These are such valuable points, man. I'm telling yeah. you, like they all relate yeah. to me. <laughs> That's something yeah. I need to remind, no. remind myself, man, every day. For real. Um, You're only in control of what you can control. The rest will fall in place. It's so true, man. Like, you know, and you said it right there. Like everyone's working at their own pace. For some reason, we as humans feel the need to compare. If, no. you know, you're 25, you need to be at this point in your life. But can't, it doesn't work like it'll that, be, right? It'd be ridiculous <laughs> for us to compare ourselves to Gary Vee or Joe Rogan today and it's get true. mad for not getting the results they're seeing after every post. Well, people forget, people forget too, right? Like that's something that I, the brain is an odd, <laughs> odd, odd uh, circuitry, right? Like it's just the way it plays the tricks on us. Um, if you look at Gary Vee or if you look at like anyone that's successful, you forget that uh, at your age, right? At your point in time, like where were they? Like, think about that right like Gary Vee at 27 didn't exist like he was he was stocking shelves at a liquor store right which he expressed explicitly uh, reminds people you know what I mean like I wasn't making good money until 34 you know what I mean like full-time job um like started my business I mean but uh I don't know it's like interesting to wrap your head around because you look at him now and you're saying oh my god like he's doing so much what am I doing and you're like damn the guy's like in his 40s you know he has two kids he has a family like this guy lived, he lived the whole another life. entire life yeah. before he was Gary V that we know. I know. And that's what I'm saying, right? It's like 27, like even Drake right now, right? Like Drake's yeah. at the top of his career. Everybody loves him. You know, if you're a guy, you're saying, holy shit, he's got the money, the fame, the girls. Yeah. And you're saying to yourself, yeah, but this guy's in his 30s now. It's like late 30s. I remember him on Degrassi. Right? Like when he was like, you know what I mean? On the wheelchair. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't he was, the yeah. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. On the wheelchair. And, and now like, he's Drake. Yeah. And he was, uh, I don't know, like I saw a clip of him. They honored him at the Billboard Awards, right? And I saw, um, you know, he was doing this whole like promo skit about like, you know, let me tell you something, you know. Um, and then he's, there was a clip of him like at a Lil Wayne concert, like kind of guess taking it in, like because he was shadowing him or, you know, Lil Wayne took him on, whatever. Right. But what I'm saying is like, you just, I don't know why. Like I, I again, as a filmmaker, I'm into like visuals and body language. You see like, this guy's like a green, like he's, he's not, he's not the Drake we know now. Like, you know how there's a lot of bravado right. and like, right, and right, 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 right. it's just a guy taking notes. Like everyone, like girls are screaming and going crazy. And he's just like looking over his shoulder. Like, like he, he's yeah. just like, 
a newbie. Like he, he doesn't know what's going on. And I bet you he was like, what, probably my age, right? Um, fun fact, when Drake dropped, came out with his first song, me and Mike, like guys in my school were making fun of him, how like whack rapper was like, like soft rap. We're making fun of him. Right, I right. I know. And, this new rapper from Toronto, Drake. Guys, oh, yeah, get out of here. Who is he? Yeah, get right? out of here. There yeah. you go. See? Oh my God, that's yeah. insane to yeah. hear. And yeah. and that's what it is, man. You just got to keep going, man. Holy shit. Amazing. Put it into perspective. That's all I got to say. Right. So let me ask you a question. Yeah, hundred percent. As a as a as a as well, um as a filmmaker and and as a content maker, yeah. what is it? The, what do you find to be the most challenging for you in terms of the, your aspect of your line of work? So is it do you find it difficult, you know, getting the content, or do you find it is it challenging after that content is posted to get it to the next level? Like how? Walk me through what is what is the some of the challenges you find as a filmmaker, as a content maker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, pre- I appreciate you asking that, actually. Uh, for me, making the how, content... How do you problem solve like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For me, making the content, um, I always will say it's, like, the hardest part, only because, like, I care more about how it's made. Like, when you okay. when you make something that meaningful, then you worry about the distribution. Um, but I would say now, as I'm more into it, right, as I develop more uh, projects, it's really the distribution. It's really getting the eyes on it, right? Like, the attention. Um, my films have been progressing like in terms of its audience you know more and more as I do them like there are people that will reach out to me there are people that I'll create new clientele or um, future opportunities for new new projects but uh, for the podcast um, you know I'll run into people like you know they'll say oh you're doing a great job with the podcast it's growing and things like that but I feel like it's very challenging sometimes to kind of get it promoted like get it out there Um, it's my means of I guess um you know editing it like cutting it up into different ways of um, distributing it so what i mean by that is you know i not only have the full segment of the video but i'll do clips and then i'll now do reels so that's been working well in my favor as well um but i think yeah distribution is a huge thing um people struggle with creating the content i do as well but not so much because i just i'm very disciplined and i make it happen um my whole my biggest challenge now and that's something that i'm striving towards is um, taking it to the next level, like getting the right eyes to see it. And I'm doing that now with increasing the production value and the budgets with my projects. Like I got one, uh, this weekend that I'm shooting that I'm directing. Um, and another one that's like, you know, we intend to get a six figure budget. So it's important, you know, to look at those ways, um, look at those kind of aspects in order to kind of get the right people, um, to look at your project. But yeah, man, that's a very interesting, uh, question for me. Yeah. I would say, distribution is probably the hardest part i think a lot of filmmakers go through that um, filmmakers that are successful now like once it's done like how are you getting it out there right um i don't fear i don't fear as much now because my attitude my model man is like gary v style do it get it done and then put it out there even if you don't find the right distributor there's tons of social media channels that will take care of that for you um the hardest part is putting it out there right showing up like i said and the market will ultimately decide you know, like if it's good, it's good. And if it's not, it's not, <laughs> you'll get the feedback, right? Uh, you can't blame it and say, oh, like if this person saw it, I would have made it right. Um, all you can do really is uh, take advantage of those opportunities, those openings to put your work out there, but you need to be prepared by having the work for it, right? So that's something that I kind of pride myself on is that I'm always available with my portfolio or the next project. I never kind of uh, like to procrastinate or kind of, um, way too much perfection on something needs to you know be just right in order to put it out 
um, things can always be improved upon. Even now when I put out something, it's like, oh, that could have been different. I could have changed that angle, that lighting. Right, right. But there's a right. lot of creatives, buddy, like uh, that I've, I've crossed paths with that they're like that. And they make me very nervous only because uh, time is not on your side. <laughs> you got you to gotta eventually know when to call it quit. Like not quits, but just say enough is enough, wrap it up. And then you work, work, move on to the next project, right? right? Because would you rather have a filmmaker that, you know, I give you my business card and you see one film on my no, tab, no, no, on my video no. tab, or would you rather see 20 films that I made in the last films, two years, right? Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. Because from those 20, there might be two, there might be three, maybe even just one. The probability is even higher that you'll like or that you'll resonate with or that you'll send to someone else, right? But if you just have one, that's a, bitty, that's a shitty gamble, shitty gamble. So that's the way I look at it, man, is that I can't really control... I can only control the means that I have right now. Um, I'm getting better and I'm expanding my network more and more. This podcast has helped me so much. So grateful for people like yourself, you know, meeting people. But um, at the same time, I can only control um, what I create. I can't control, you know, the distribution. I can't control like uh, what the market will like. Um, what I can control though, is that I'm constantly uh, persisting at my craft, looking to get better. You know, by age 30, I said it right now on the podcast, I always tell people, <laughs> I intend to make my first feature. So I believe that's doable, you know, um, in the next two, three years by continuing to progress as a filmmaker, as a director and learning to work with the right cast and crew and understanding budgets and uh, production setups and things like that, I will get to that point. Um, and that's why, like, again, I have passion projects, right? So I have feature film projects that I've wrote, written since I was 17. Um, wow. And I've written one recently in the pandemic. So that way, when I do get to that opportunity again being prepared you have someone that says oh i really like these five shorts like uh do you have any features like something we can sell something we can market or if you want to make a film like do you have anything that you've written right because that's something that a lot of directors struggle with is that they don't i've heard they don't even have uh stories of their own or scripts they kind of rely mm. on other people to write the stories right. so for me it's like don't rely on anyone rely on yourself right only you can make your dream possible so that's right. why i do everything right nice. cinematographer editor i try to dip my toe in everything because i want to ensure that when that time comes and i'm talking to someone that has the to the opportunity to like fund my project i'll say this is the script i've been working on here it is it's 120 pages feature film let's go you know what i mean <laughs> let's make this happen ready you know ready right it's not so oh to, we yeah. got to find someone yeah. that can write a script for you or like no. i gotta work with it no it's like boom this guy already has four fucking scripts and more to come you know like he's ready you know one of my my favorite athletes of all time said it the best and he said yeah. Deion Sanders said um stay ready so you don't have to be ready hey, exactly he's like that's, that's always yeah. ready to go tattoo that right now on your arm <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I like, know for real amazing. though right yeah, stay yeah. ready so you don't have to be ready 100% always be prepared honestly Ahmed yeah. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast discussing your journey really really love this uh positive energy this vibe you give off uh always put look see every time I talk to you I'm always smiling <laughs> I'm always you're my guy of, man you're yeah, my yeah. guy I think this is the beginning of of, of, of of a friendship I look forward to, to constantly connecting with you hey one, you got a fan in me, so definitely, Thank you, like, you got my support and repost and uh, going forward, yeah. all that stuff. But however, like, I just want to say, man, thank you for having me on your platform. You're a humble dude. You're a hard worker, man. And everything that comes your way, dude, you deserve it. And I thank hope you, you get it. Thank you, sir. Hey, I really thanks. appreciate that, Ahmed. And back at you, man. Like, really uh, enjoyed speaking with you. You're a good-natured soul. Like, um, and I can see that you're only on the cusp of, you know, what you can help uh, your community. 
um, and bringing light uh, to many of these issues that a lot of people struggle with today. So thank you again for your for sure. service in that. For sure. And, uh, all right. For sure. So, no, thank th you so much, brother. Of course. So thank you again, Ahmed Suli, for coming back on the podcast. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk soon.